0: Today, Jim talks about how to use fear and uncertainty of constant change as tools to grow your business. That's right. Let's make fear profitable. We love online business builders around here, and today's episode should fill you with courage. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. That's right. Thanks, Sam. Time for Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim Cockrum, and you are the valued listener that makes all this stuff possible. So we don't have any sponsors on this show. We just got you and we got me and we got some time spent together and I value that. It is so incredibly valuable to me. I'm honored that you spend a few minutes with me. So here's a very common condition. We're going to talk today about fear, change, and uncertainty. doesn't come up very often. We're supposed to just deal with it, right? But as entrepreneurs, as business builders... And we have those days where we feel like we are on top of the world. We get that big check. We land that big deal. We finally sell out that inventory that we knew was going to work and it does. And we feel great. And then we have those days where we're writing really big checks, taking risks and wondering if we should just have kept a real job. Like everybody does that. I know entrepreneurs at all levels of business and success that still do that. I mean, There's guy, I always thought like once I have dollar figure X in the bank, I'll stop wondering if a job would have been more secure. I'll stop wondering if this could all fall apart in the next two years. I'll stop wondering if I've protected every possible disaster scenario. But no, by very nature, those of us who are driven enough to succeed in business also are haunted by and constantly confronted with those fears, those doubts, those uncertainties about the decisions we're making and the path we're on and am I doing this right? I'd worry about you if you weren't thinking about doing things the right way and constantly reevaluating yourself and knowing the difference between worry and being responsibly concerned and interested in the detail, there's a fine line there. See, worry doesn't take you anywhere except into a chair where you kind of curl up into a ball and say, okay, I need the world to go away for a few days. That's worry. It completely incapacitates and debilitates you. There's no such thing as successful business builders who worry their way through to success. You got to get rid of that stuff. I'm now talking more about being thoughtfully engaged and concerned about, am I doing this right? Let's reevaluate. Let's have a way to check our progress. And fear is actually a good thing in that process. So when you start to get nervous or a little afraid or like, ah, is this really good? That's the time to use that fear to harness and leverage that fear. It can be a very good thing, a very motivational thing. You'll never escape it. You'll never escape that, you know, you can call it fear, you can call it that slight edge of uncertainty of the future. I mean, none of us know what the world's going to look like tomorrow, let alone a month or three years from now, right? So here we are as entrepreneurs betting our hard-earned sweat and money and tears and effort that the world will look a certain way tomorrow, a week from now, five years from now, right? That's what being in business is. We're hedging our bets. We're not just going to work and pushing the button that our employer tells us to push, we are actually out there creating and building things and if the world changes direction what we had in mind might not be as relevant as we thought it would be but i want to emphasize and i'll get real specific for those of us who sell online here in a moment how this applies to us and it has to do with the, i put a little post on facebook today and it seemed to resonate with with a few folks but it's the fact that fear and cowardice and also boldness and confidence. or there something in the common with all of those? Let's talk about cowardice and confidence. They're both contagious. Both of them are highly contagious. And I think a good leader is one that can have a little bit of nervousness about, ah, I don't know what the future looks like exactly, but you know what? It's going to be great. We're creative. We're determined. We have the right tools. We're in the right community. And that's why community is so important, by the way, that you just know, hey, this is all going to go to a really, really good place. So I'm recording this on a day when it happens to have been a really, really good day for my business. I mean, let me just give you some specifics. We put five figures in the bank today in one day for an event we have coming up. And we expect to sell a bunch more tickets for that. I sold an old ugly house for more money than I thought I would because I do a little bit of real estate. The Amazon and eBay business doing great, finding some new great inventory. We've got Everything heading in a real positive direction. A lot of new, real exciting coaching students coming on board and hearing their stories today. So things are going great. But you know what? Tomorrow they might not be. Tomorrow I might get bad news and we lost one of our best partners and somebody I thought I could trust does something unethical. And you know, just, you just don't know what tomorrow will hold. So you can't be reliant on circumstantial. You've got to have a confidence that goes beyond that. And that's where those of us who have God, I think, have a bit of an advantage. And I'm not here to convince you that you have to do that. I'm not going to convert you if that's not in your belief system. But I'm just saying that's where I rely on those things that never change. So when I'm facing things like fear and uncertainty and those things that make me feel a bit like a coward sometimes, like it'd be easier just to turn away and run away from that. I rely on those things that never change. And here's some things I know. And this isn't Jim making it up. This is actually biblical truth. And you've come to know from me now that when I dig deep and find the foundation of what I really stand for, it's always biblical truth, right? So these are biblical concepts. There's a few things that never change. They're never going to change, ever. Just like I promised a few minutes ago, I'll tie this into Amazon and selling physical products online in a minute, okay? But the three things that never change are God's nature— you know the spiritual nature of man, if you will, if you're more comfortable with that. But to me, it's God's nature, who He is, how He conducts Himself, the rules that we operate under as a result of all of that. So God's nature, and then you got man's nature. Now, some people will strongly disagree with me, like, "Oh, no, no, man has evolved over billions of years, and they've become, you know, in the future we'll have wings and all that." You know? No, my view world view of man is from the moment the first one was made. However you think it was made, I don't think we came from a puddle of goo, maybe you do, that's cool. But from the moment that first man became a man, the nature of man, and by man I mean of course male and female, I'm talking mankind, has been the same. The rules of the rules are the same. So man hasn't changed this and let's just keep it real non-controversial. People aren't going to change in the next 100 years. You and I are going to be leaving the planet well before, even if you have a theory that people are changing over time, it's not going to happen the next hundred years. So groups of people are very predictable. Economically, the way they buy things, the way they shop, very predictable. People aren't going to change. So we've got spiritual nature is the same, the nature of man is the same, and natural law is the same. Hopefully that's an easy one for us to agree on. Like, you know, the laws of physics have never changed. They're not going to anytime soon. Gravity has been the same. You know, the evaporation, the rate of water evaporating from a cup of glass, depending on the temperature, et cetera. You know, all those laws that we just kind of live under, we assume, you know, the boiling point of water, the freezing point of water, you know, those things aren't going to change anytime soon. All those are constants. So those are the things we can know we can rely on. Everything else, medicine, science, technology, you know, the tools, the websites, the, you know, that stuff's all constantly changing. But the, the trick here the skill we need to develop. And this is something I work on. It may feel kind of random at this point, but there's a very big intentional message here that I'm going for. As we constantly confront those things that are always changing, medicine, science, in our case, technology, constantly changing, right? There's always something new to learn. There's always change. We can either allow that to make us afraid, or we can say, hey, I'm going to rely on the things that I know never change as I confront the things that do. This is where my good friend, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, who we had as a guest on this show not too long ago, we talked about some of this and, and these lessons and to a great extent are from him. But as we confront those things that constantly change and we rely on those things that never do, let me give you an example. We know, we know for a fact that shoppers right now, by the millions are going online. Ever-increasing numbers of them are going online. And it's still only 6% of all retail shopping now. But by the millions, they're starting to discover online shopping. And that 6% of retail is going to become 15 and 25 and then 30 and 40, maybe even 50% or more in the next decade or so of all shopping will be done online. So as these things happen and these changes are happening, what opportunities does that present? regardless of what Amazon does. Amazon's rules might change and drift. eBay's rules change and drift. But we know there's a mega trend here. People are going online to shop. So what huge opportunities, you know, that's not going to change. People are always going to seek out the best deal the most convenience that they can possibly find. That's just the nature of groups of people. Now, not every individual is going to do that. Individuals make stupid decisions and drive eight miles to save a nickel on gas. You know, individuals can do crazy things. But as a group, people are very predictable. And as a group, as a population in the world, people are starting to shop online more and more, and that is creating huge opportunities, a mega trend. And regardless of what Amazon's rules are, if people want to go and find the best deal on the stuff that they want, they're going to go where it's most readily available. And if Amazon starts to make that tricky, some people say, and I'll give you a specific example, like, oh no, Nike shoes are gated now. It's horrible. I used to sell Nike shoes. Now I can't. It's terrible. The sky is falling. Nike is gated. I'm saying, wait, no, if Nike's gated and only Nike is allowed to sell Nike on Amazon, let's just go with that for a second, which isn't the case by the way, but let's just say it got to that. Only Nike can sell their products on Amazon. So now we've got retail level pricing of the newest and best Nike shoes. That's all they want to sell. You know, last year's stuff is gone. They don't want to sell that. There's no money to be made. They've liquidated that out, spread it out all over the planet. Pennies on the dollar, it's gone. It's not on their books anymore. So now all you can find on Amazon is the latest, newest models of Nike at full retail pricing. That's all that's there. And now here I am. I actually wear a lot of Nike shoes. I play basketball. I run. I buy their stuff. I use it. I'm going on going, wait a second, Amazon. All I see here is retail level pricing on the newest Nikes. I'm not interested in that. I want like three years ago, you had some awesome shoes. And it, seriously, I do this. There's basketball shoes they don't make anymore. So I'm going looking around, finding them wherever I can. Amazon doesn't have them anymore. I'm going to go somewhere else. Guess where that somewhere else is. I don't know and I don't care, but I'm going to go find it. That's why retail arbitrage will always be with us, guys. Companies like Nike, they make way too much. Or they ship way too much of their product. Every major brand does this. They ship way too much of it to one place and not enough to another place. So you go to that place where they shipped way too much, where it's rotting on the store shelves in the back warehouse, and the manager's willing to get rid of it for pennies on the dollar, and you take it, and now you have it. And I'm not just talking about Nike here. I'm talking about every product made. You have a retail arbitrage opportunity. You can sell it on eBay. You can sell it on Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist. Why not uh, your own Shopify site? So don't get so tied into every little drifting wind of Amazon. We are all about multi channel around here, which means sell on multiple platforms. Learn how to liquidate that difficult inventory. It opens up a whole new world of opportunity. If you're all of a sudden comfortable to have, you know, a yard sale once a year and liquidate your stuff out. Why not? You don't have to go after only pristine inventory. So let this fear motivate you to be creative. That's the point of this. Don't hang out in a place where people are being cowardly in the face of fear and change. Hang out somewhere where people are being courageous in the face of fear and change. Because fear and change is a constant. That'll always be with us. That's not going anywhere for anybody. Fear and change, inevitable. So learn to look at full on and say, you know what? Bring it, bring on Fear and Change. I've got a community. I've got a bunch of creative people around me. I've got creative entrepreneurs from around the world. That's what our Facebook community is. I'll put a link in the show notes for you. Come join us if you want. Now, we don't allow whining and complaining and, oh no, this guy is falling. No, what we do like is, hey, here's the situation, guys. Let's start thinking about creative solutions. And here's the beautiful thing. I've been doing this 15 years now. There literally hasn't been a single sky is falling moment that there weren't about 30 creative solutions to get it around it through it or over it right i don't like going under things i'll go around through or over them though every time at 30 i'm not exaggerating like if you think with enough creative entrepreneurs about any challenge so many awesome solutions and typically at the top of the list is a creative partnership of some kind that solves just about every problem you're going to run into which is why i say This is a relationship business. I know a lot of people listening to this are like, no, Jim, I sell products. I'm not into relationships. Well, you're not going to be selling products very long if you're not into relationships. I don't care what your product is. I don't care what your service is. I don't care what you do. You could be a programmer and just sit in a dark room with a glowing screen and hitting your keyboard. You're not going to be good unless you're building relationships with other humans. Those are the people that thrive in business. All right. So hopefully you found this encouraging. Hopefully it didn't feel too random. I took on the topic of fear and things that never change and the things that will always be changing, the things will always be with us. Fear and uncertainty, just part of it. Get used to it. But we live in such a low risk, high reward time, guys. The risks are tiny. They've never been smaller. The potential rewards are huge. They've never been bigger. So if you've got the skill that allows you to figure out a way to complain and whine and moan and groan in spite of those facts, I don't have much for you. But if you can just peel back the curtain of whining, complaining, and moaning and look at the actual reality of the situation in front of you, wow, like I just said, the opportunity has never been bigger. The risks have never been lower. The rewards have never been potentially bigger than they are now. People that go from zero to a million dollar business in a very short time, I've talked to you about them. We interviewed, that was KJ from a few podcasts ago with his private label success story Those stories are everywhere. We have a huge community of people that do this. So I think I'm going to wrap it up right here. Hopefully you found that encouraging. Let me know. Send me your feedback. You can always go to silentjim.com and go to the podcast page. Scroll down to the bottom. You'll see the link there to send me feedback. Or just send me feedback at my email address, jimcockram at gmail.com. Send me your feedback. Let me know what you think. And hey, if you're ready to jump into a legitimate business. I've got a $5 book. It's a bestseller. Go to silent sales machine.com. It's been around for a long time. We keep updating it over and over again. You're going to love it. You get the free audio. So if my voice isn't annoying to you, when you buy $5 and you download that PDF, there's a link in there. You can get the audio too and listen to it if you prefer that. So it's a good way to check out what I think about how the world really works online and what the true opportunities are online. So go grab that. All right. Hey, this is Jim signing off. You know I love doing this, and I'm honored that you spent a few minutes with me today listening. Send me your feedback. And hey, if you haven't left a review yet on iTunes, man, I'd sure appreciate that as well, as you know. So God bless. We'll talk to you again real soon.